This is the Horse Radio Network. I'm back. It's Emily Wood from Wellington, Florida. And I'm Kayla Benny from Ocala, Florida, and you're listening to the monthly breeding and horse sales episode of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Thursday, October 28th. This episode is a special episode on Horses in the Morning every fourth Thursday of the month brought to you by myself and Emily. I'm so excited to have her on and good morning, Horse World. Hey, you made it to the fourth Thursday of the month on Horses in the Morning. That means it's time to talk sales and breeding. <gasps> uh, uh, of horses, that is. Good morning, Horse World. All right. Pretty exciting. So, Emily, we have you on the show. I got you on the show. I know. And we kept it a secret until the bitter end. <laughs> I kept it. I, was a, like, I kept it a secret uh, till Glenn till yesterday. Like literally, it was oh like, God. oh, by the way, um, Emily's <laughs> coming on the show. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a text from my big bro here at any moment. And then it kept not coming. I was like, that's hilarious. She's doing what I do. We just get busy. We're not saying anything, and this is legit. Actually, staying a secret. Well, but here we are. Kayla did it. I'm it's back. easy to when you're super busy to keep it a secret. So it's uh, you know, I was like, oh right, the show's tomorrow. <laughs> I should probably oh, I tell him as I'm doing the show notes, like literally twelve hours before the show's being done. But anyway, you know, it's fine. that's my style too. I was fine with it. <laughs> so, no biggie. Longtime listeners know who you are. But for the new listeners, uh, let's reintroduce you. So, Emily Wood, you were the jumping show host and the owner of S Equestrian, which is a fabulous uh, equestrian apparel. You do show shirts, show jackets. Um, tell us about that real quick. Yes, thank you for for giving us a little plug there. We're still kicking uh, S Equestrian. It's E-C-E-Equestrianco.com. Um, and we're also on Facebook, S Equestrian Apparel. And we have been, believe it or not, I th- gosh, I think Glenn you, uh, knew me when I was uh, – when I started this, but it's been like 11 years that we've been manufacturing and we manufacture in Manhattan in the garment district. It's all athletic, uh, machine washable, the hard wearing, the professionals love it. The amateurs like it. That's stylish. The juniors like it. We have a pretty good following. Um, it's kind of, it, it looks tailor made. That was what we were going for. So yeah, you guys check it out. It's really kind of hits all the boxes and again, made in the USA, manufactured in manhattan that's people love that yeah we um so you sent me a shirt and i have to say it's one of my favorite show shirts and like not just because it's you and you're fabulous but (laughs) i am a dirty dirty horse girl i know me too (laughs) and it hides like i don't know how it does but like i don't have stains on it i don't like you know you get really scared wearing all white around the horses and i do a lot of the horse work myself so you get like I get black marks all over me and snot and slime and there's literally no um sorry Glenn's <laughs> I'm getting so distracted right now Glenn I'm in I'm actually at the um the She's in my studio. <laughs> She's in studio. studio. And he's moving. So distracting. She will not talk in the damn mic. It's been a problem with Kayla since she's... Kayla's worse than dealing with you those years ago. I know. I'm like bouncing around. Like He's like, 
put talk your into head the mic right <laughs> here. He's walked over and is sure. literally putting the microphone in front of my face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like distracting. I'm, I'm like distract. trying. I'm so trying so hard. I'm trying so hard. I'm so distracted. But anyways, back to horse slobber and snot. Um, there's no stains. Like, how do you guys do that? You know, and I am myself uh, previously anyway, uh, a very dirty horse show show girl. And that's why I made it that way. I'm like, look, we need to have a a fabric. And I literally searched the world to find the right fabric. And I tested and tried and snotted and all the, you know, goobers (laughs) and everything at the, at the show. Like, I mean, like I, dude, I even washed it in the sink and then like it still would come out. But yes, that was, it it has a stain resistant uh, finish on it. It also has a UV 50 plus finish on it, uh, wrinkle treated. And it is like, it's for all of us dirty horse show girls. And we have guys shirts for dirty horse show men. (laughs) (laughs) They can also get some stain resistant UV 50 plus shirts, but that was the whole deal. I'm like, I can't with this. When we came out there, people were still wearing like traditional rat catchers. Uh, me and Kingsland came out about the same time and I actually had mine out first, but I don't have the budget behind me, uh, that Kingsland did. And so they came out with their button up convertible show shirt. Uh, and we were like two weeks later on the market, but nobody was really doing it. And we were just struggling and sweating out there and stains and cotton and gross and then it falls apart you know it's like these shirts are pretty much indestructible i I tell people not to dry them because you don't need to you can literally just put it on out of the washing machine but even if you really really treat it poorly it will continue to survive i met emily first at a trade show that's where i met her she was i think it was her first trade show actually that was my first trade show that's where we met and i said and we had so much fun doing an interview with you it's like okay you have to just come host the show and so that's oh my gosh that's right and then it was like all players club debauchery yes she used to come on this show doing the wellington report (laughs) which was the gossip report out of wellington we we used to do a gossip report every week it was so great Emily, why haven't we made – one of the things about her show shirts is you can customize them, and a lot of the uh, colleges and stuff do custom logos on the inside of the collar. And why haven't we done that with our little Horse Radio Network logo? We could probably sell a bunch to people. Oh, totally. Yeah, that would look I don't know why we haven't done that yet. I don't know why. I know, like, 10 years later, here we are. As as a lot of TikTokers say, merch link in bio, by the way. Merch link in bio, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what we need. Yeah, we need that. Well, no, welcome back, girl. The um, liners are screen printed. We have uh, our printer, again, prints in, in Manhattan, and they do Nike and Adidas and a bunch of top brands. Like, it doesn't bleed. It's very sharp. Um, people have that. Yeah, I forgot to even mention that, the whole custom custom deal. I love doing those. They're really fun. Well, we have four different stock liners, but the custom is, that's where it's at. I open up the box, and it's like Jolly Ranchers. Like, this is so cool. <laughs> and it's all stuff I would never think of. Well, Kayla, what is coming up on today's show? Well, on today's show, we are going to actually chat with Emily some more, and but we're going to get a little bit more specific, and we're going to talk about, Emily, you've been selling a lot of horses, haven't you? I have. I've been really working hard and selling a lot, which yeah. is a little bit different for me. I was always selling. Uh, that was something that was always a part of my business. Um, but I, as Glenn knows, uh, also have Lyme's disease and have been battling with my health these last few years. Um, previously, when I was still riding, I rode, I had my own business as well, but I then would freelance and ride just for dealers. Every once in a while, a, a client here and there, but really primarily for dealers. So I was already plugged into the network. And then once I stopped riding a couple of years ago with my health, um, 
which is getting better and I will be riding one day soon. Um, it takes time, but we're getting there. But anyways, I already had that network available to me and I just stepped on over into agenting and I have, I have been really, really selling a lot. I mean, it's, it's peculiar because a lot of people show up to their own horse trials, but I set up horse trials in Virginia, New York, California, like wherever, that's but for sure in Wellington a lot, which is where I am. That's amazing. So yeah, so we're going to talk to Emily about that and what being a, uh, buyer's agent, a seller's agent, you know, the differences, um, you know, talk about commissions. It's not something that's actually talked about a lot, but I think that it should be, it really should be, it should be very, it should be on paper, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I thought it'd be really interesting to have you on to do that. And auditors, hang on, too. We're going to do a post-show on Emily's current treatment plan for her illness and how bizarre it is. So you want to hang around for the post-show for that. It's quite shocking. Zappy, zappy. (laughs) All right. Tell us a little bit more about your buying and selling agent um, and kind of the differences that you think, like, between a buyer's agent and a seller's agent. Well... I think, and I do all of it. Um, I do not discriminate. Uh, I even agent my own horses. I own a few, uh, unfortunately for me. Um, <laughs> I've got like four. For your pocketbook. Uh, I, I know. I, I love them dearly. Uh, but yeah, I'm like, good Lord. And with not previously really working, once I've stopped riding, I'm like, you know, what am I going to do? Yep. Um, <clears throat> but I've kept it together. So yeah, I... <clears throat> excuse me, the diff- there, there shouldn't really be too much difference. I mean, your objective, whether you're working for the buyer, the seller, or yourself, is to find the correct match. You want to make sure that this is something that is going to be long-term, beneficial, effective, a great experience uh, in the le- legal age that we're in. There's lawsuits, horses can come back to you. There's people that feel that they can return horses inside 30 days. You don't want any of that happening. And knock on wood, that's my last name. Um, that has not happened to me. Uh, so I hopefully I'm, I'm doing my job of matchmaking. And you, you don't want to put force something. So obviously it's a little bit complicated if you're working, say, for the seller. The seller wants to sell. Yeah. They want to sell. That's their only horse. They want it gone. And your buyer has many horses to pick from. So they're less desperate. Uh, your sellers are going to push a little bit, but you as the agent are very much involved and on paper. You cannot, uh, in my opinion, force these things, put it, putting a square peg into a round hole type thing. Uh, so I treat them all the same. I think that's the way that it should be. But your objective is to matchmake. And if you are representing the seller, then probably you're not maybe going to have as much action because you have to find multiple different clients that are going to potentially suit this horse. Whereas if you're representing the buyer, then you're just boom, 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 boom. Okay. Let's get this one, this one, this one, you can get a whole catalog together. So I guess that there's a definitely difference in activity level. Yep. Um, you know, if I'm rep, I've got quite a few horses on catalog here that are, uh, sellers and, you know, we get a trial here and there. One, one a month, something, but yeah, for your buyers, they fly into town and, and you they can just set up a bunch of them. Yeah. Yep. You know how it goes. Uh, but I think, you know, not a lot of people previously, you know, 15, 20 years ago, it was very, I think a lot of under the table, a lot of too big of commissions, people overpricing horses, doubling horses prices. I'm not sure 
in the age of the internet that that can happen. It does happen sometimes out there. It's, and again, those are the people wrapped up in lawsuits and having horses returned to them and whatnot. I, I just expect that everybody's going to find out the real deal and the real numbers. Um, so I address all of them the same. I think, to be honest, I think it should be on paper. Um, I, I do charge a 10% commission on both sides. Yeah. I was going to ask together. you what your, what your, uh, your commission was, uh, yeah, I, I try to do 10%. Um, I think that's industry standard. Some people try to charge a little bit more. Um, and I would charge a little bit more if I was also doing all of the riding and pre-screening, which I previously liked to do. Yep. I would go all around town before the client would show up and ride all the horses myself, get videos of the client. Is this actually a match? Is the kid going to get bucked off in the trial? You know, and I know the, the sellers as well. I'm only, be representing one side of the, the deal in each deal. However, I kind of know everybody's business. And so, and I could be the next day representing the seller with a different client. So I'm like, I know if you gave it three tubes of perfect prep and lunch it for three hours, you know, like it's not going to be good for this 12 year old kid flying yeah. in from California that can only ride it for a day and a half and then decide to buy or not. <clears throat> so I try to be definitely transparent that way. All of it, honestly, transparent, but I do charge now 10% commission. Sometimes, uh, the, the price has to be flexible. Sometimes the people make an offer. Sometimes the vetting is not super and I'll generally, that will budge generally out of my commission just because that's how it goes. You've got hard costs with the horses and hard costs with the buyers. So it's, you, you need to keep volume going. You're not going to make your, you know, mortgage on one horse deal, right? You've got to keep going and do volume. And that's how I've kind of been able to, I think, to stay in the game, uh, with large volume like that as being transparent, upfront, flexible. Uh, I, I will call off a horse trial. I'll have somebody get off a horse. I'll stop it before they even get on. If it's not the right match, um, it, you just in, in this day and age with the, the internet, people are going to find what's the real deal on horses. They're going to meet an old owner at a horse show. They're going to read about it somewhere. There's just, it's such a, bad move to conceal anything. I think more and more people are understanding that. Unfortunately, they're understanding through like consequence through like having bad things happen and, and lawsuits and things, but it's just those, the horse trader days are really over. Uh, and I work hard for my money. I, I, even now that I can't ride them all, I still go and either watch the horses or I get tons of video. And again, I know a lot of people and I'm plugged into that network of, of dealers and owners and and agents. So I kind of know a lot about the horses. I may have known horses for many years amongst multiple different owners and I keep track of them. So it's really a pre-screening using your head intelligently. People know how to do it, right? You know, they just yeah. don't want to, they, they want to make the quick, quick cash and, oh, you know, maybe we can do this. I mean, I had somebody, you know, I would never mention names, but I had somebody just a, a couple weeks ago want to, for the, whatever the price of the horse was, they basically wanted like a third of it as a commission. And I'm like, uh, that like, if you can't like, write it down on paper, like yeah. it's not good. And I don't want my name attached to that. So I actually just dropped that like a hot potato. I didn't even follow. I mean, I try to follow up and be like, you know, uh, professional with people yeah. and polite. Exactly. But, um, no, I'm not, I'm not doing it. It's, it's upfront. And I, again, I put a lot of mine, um, on paper. A lot of times I sign contracts. I sold a, a pretty expensive horse over WEF last year 
And it was all in the contract, the commission, and I signed it bill of sale in the bill of sale and everything. I think that's really smart because sometimes, you know, the buyers don't even understand that there's also like the commissions being made and, and things like that. And when it's all legally on paper, then you're not going to get pulled into some sort of lawsuit. Um, like, you know, if there is a lawsuit or like something's found after the fact, um, you're like, well, I'm out of it. Like, you know, I, I did my job. I screened everything. And um, people don't understand how much like because a, a buyer's or a seller's or whatever agent, it's like a real estate agent. You know, you have your lists. You have you've like what you just said. You looked at all the videos. You talked to the the buyer. You talked to the seller. You know, you've done everything in between and you've you've helped with the contracts and stuff like that. And so I do think that commissions are are applicable but yet it's viable for sure and like things change like the horse is not the same every week like i know what it did the week before at the horse show and then okay maybe that person passed on it but then i'm still keeping up with the horse and you know you're you're constantly building inventory and cataloging these horses Um, and look if the if the seller uses their discretion and has a couple people that helped them with the horse and they would like to pay out commissions on their end to people who have helped them, then that's totally fine. That doesn't need to be in writing. That's the seller's discretion uh, that they have X number of dollars for the purchase price. And they decide I'm going to give this much money to so-and-so who has been riding it for the last six months for free, hoping for a commission or the person who shipped it to the horse show for free or whatever, you know how the business is. Sometimes there's a little bit of bartering because it's cash flow and people get tight here and there. Yeah. But um, yeah, the, the agenting commission should really, really be not like, it should be a mystery. Like, no, it should just be like really <laughs> black and white. Like, no, my God, yeah. what a nightmare. I, it, it makes me nervous <clears throat> with some of then some of those horse deals that it gets a little bit vague. I'm just upfront. I tell people right away it's 10%. And again, if there's going to, we're going to come down on the price a little bit, it's probably going to come out of my commission because the horses generally cost what they do and their hard expenses and they're paying for shoes and feed and showing and stalls and, and all 100%. this. 100%. And, and it adds up. And like, that's the hard part too, when you're selling a horse is like, as if you're selling as an investment, it's, scary to you know put everything on paper and then be like okay so i need to make if i'm making an investment i need to make x above this and like horses cost a lot of money per month and you know a lot (laughs) and it's terrifying when you write it all down i've had to do that a couple times and i'm like i i know i don't want to do this this anymore yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, the answer is no. But no. here we are. We love horses. And this a is what we're doing. Passion, yes. yes. And um, so, have you seen an uptake since COVID hit? Or you know, I've been hearing, and I've seen personally. I it hasn't slowed down, and I thought it was going to slow down tremendously when people were out of work. And I think it's actually picked up. Like it has picked up. Yeah, um, I think some people did have financial struggles, of course, and uh, slowed down. Uh, however, a lot of people were able to maintain their uh, financial situation. And what then happened when the airplanes shut down is we got fewer horses being imported. Also, the breeders end up getting hit kind of hard financially having all of those horses and if they're not able to export then they're not selling as much and so they're not breeding as much and so then you look a year 
or so down the road. And there's actually are fewer horses. There are fewer horses. There were fewer airplanes. And so we got like really behind there. There was actually a horse shortage in the country, in this country to, to just get them. I mean, people were, which again, for someone in my position, agent thing is kind of wonderful because then all of a sudden people will hop on a plane to California. They'll hop in a plane to Virginia. They're like, whatever, we need a small junior hunter. And there's like only eight for sale in the whole country and everybody wants them. Well, that's so prices went up. That's (laughs) That's what I noticed. I had a horse for sale. So I just recently moved down to Ocala from from Maryland, and I was telling you off the air that I had to basically in Maryland where I was at, it's it's beautifully in between Middleburg and Unionville, but yet slightly out of the way. And I would beg people to come try like try my horses like you got to come see it. It's, It's a wonderful horse. I had one horse down here in Ocala, posted it up for sale. And I literally had people calling me within the hour wanting deposits. I'll get on a plane right now. I want this horse. The first person that came out bought the horse. And not even for the person that tried the horse. It was just they wanted it in their program. And so the yep. trainer bought the horse. And I was like, whoa. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's different. That, that, <laughs> wow. Um, okay. Cool. This is different. But there is. That was. The new normal. Yeah. <laughs> and people were literally like asking me has a horse sold and I was like I just posted it like an hour ago and they're like you'd be amazed how many horses like sell within the hour and literally people were getting on planes and horses were being sold while they Out were from under them yeah, yeah. and that's uh, wild that it, the world has changed in that yeah, way I know. because before like you're saying you could really hang on to them for for quite a while and then at that point the math starts to not make sense i mean they're not cheap to buy in europe put on an airplane do a vetting i mean fly yourself to europe in the first place unless you're going to gamble and buy off a video which is you know a a 50 50 gig do not judge Uh, me (laughs) (laughs) i was (laughs) i was a i bought three horses off of videos and i do have to say i got very lucky with the horses that i bought off of videos but i've also heard extreme horror stories and i don't think i do not recommend it and i would not do it again um you know it depends who you're shopping with if you have a good relationship with the with the person or you trust them or you know whatever obviously you got lucky but there's also ways to do it smart and not rely on luck just shop with one person somebody that you know that's going to pre-screen the horses for you over there send somebody to go and try but but either way yeah even if unless you're going to do that and you have it watertight it's dicey yeah and then you've got to fly over there and do all this it's not cheap by the time you get them home and my god the showing in this country is extremely expensive and you've got a ship you've got a braid if you're a hunter and all of the classes and hire a rider. If you're not the rider yourself, it really, really adds up. So this kind of new game of, of selling, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little stressful for the buyers because they're like frantic, you know, trying to find the right horses of only a handful of suitable ones. Um, But for the sellers, the agents and the owners, it definitely makes it a possible business move business model a hundred percent now where do you see the horses being advertised the most like okay so we use word of mouth and and we have connections but there's a lot of listeners that you know maybe don't have a consistent trainer but they're looking for a horse like where do where would you point them to to go look like what would be the most reliable source do you think so i think there's 
probably a couple different areas that people can look depending on your accessibility. Uh, they have classifieds in a lot of the different magazines. Uh, those are not cheap or free for people to post. So sometimes I feel that those horses maybe are uh, maybe a little more valuable. You're not always, unfortunately, if you're looking satellite you know, off into the distance for some horses, you probably don't know the people and all of that, which can be hard. So sometimes that's a, an easy little buffer. You think, well, they're, they're posting an ad. So uh, maybe it's worth something. Um, the young horse shows are, are really great because you can go and see them in person. If you have any in your area, I know they're not everywhere, but they are picking up. Uh, and really what's, just crazy volume is um, Facebook. They have these Facebook groups for horses and people are on there all the time. There's like hunters and jumper, hunter, jumper, equitation, unicorns, which bothers yes, me gonna... like to no end the unicorn, like stop it. Everybody's saying unicorn. It drives me freaking crazy. You're like, but it's anyway, a horse. It's I know, not like perfect. All be unicorns. Yeah. Unicorns are like, you know, one, one in a million. I don't know how many. Yeah. yeah one... like they can't all be unicorns. <laughs> but there's that group. And then yeah. there's ones that are regional. There's like a thermal for California. There's one for Wellington. <clears throat> There's an Ocala. I think Ocala and Wellington are, are connected in one of them. Yeah, there's I a WEF, WEC, and HITS page yes, as well. Um, yeah, and that one's got a lot of volume. Or even there's, I think, just a WEC page now. I think um, there is too, yeah. And the WEC is in World Equestrian Center just for, for people that don't understand uh the the slang but um and and like you know like even for eventing because i used to event like there's usea area two um there's event horses you know there's actually a ton of facebook pages the one thing you do have to you just have to vet people um and not just see a pretty video and you know like ask a bunch of questions uh i would say would be your biggest thing but like and I've said this, I think, almost on every episode with every guest is like my biggest pet peeve is when people send a message and they're like more details. Like, you know, oh as God. as a seller, when I post because I do post some horses on on Facebook and and everything. And I'm like, well, what do you want to know? Like, I need specific. Uh, usually I'm answering it while I'm riding a horse. So and I can answer a specific question and with a lot of detail because I use voice to text. So I apologize if things are misspelled. But, um, <laughs> you know, I can answer a question really quickly, but more details. Like, I don't know what you want to know. Like the the horse likes minty muffins and um, grass uh, <laughs> and, and it's good to ride. You know, like, I don't know what you want me to, to tell you. Like it, its heart rate is this like please ask specific questions like do, like do you does it have any vices and i'll say no it does not like or yeah it stall walks you know um things like that you know and and i'll be very upfront with with my buyers because again everybody wants the right match i don't want horses i don't want people to call me up and be like um so this horse and you know it's not doing what you said it would do and stuff like that i'd rather put the right horse with the right rider then make a sale. Obviously, I want to sell because, um, like we said, horses cost money. But uh, at the end of the day, I want to see the horses happy. And so they're not going to be happy in the wrong the wrong home. But no, they're not. And like the I mean, yeah, agreed on the questions. I mean, I myself, that's, you know, I'm working for every 
penny that I'm getting on my commission because I answer all of those questions because I'm not riding. And I'm like, good God, what do you mean? Where is it located? You're looking at the, you know, Wellington unicorns page. (laughs) It's a unicorn. It's a Wellington. (laughs) But I mean, (laughs) they can also like, uh, as the, as the buyer be so specific. Yes. Us be specific as the sellers and agents. But when you're shopping, Tell, say everything. My rider is five foot three, yep. timid, came off of a pony however long ago. Uh, we hope that the older sister can ride the horse in three years. Be exhaustive with yep. what your client is and write it down or your order is or if it's you shopping. And, and then you can just cut out all of that back and forth because there's a lot of horses to go through. And like you're saying, they don't always post um, all of the information. We just post the horse and just somewhat vague on the agenting and seller side of things. You can get more specifics when you're uh, on messenger or on the phone, but I would say that's how the buyer could like shortcut the situation, not just become exhausted or end up with the wrong horse. And, And maybe it's not everyone's fault. Maybe it's just misunderstanding and maybe the horse went great in the trial, but we didn't know that, you know, the dad was going to take a trail riding on the weekend too. Yeah. And we're like, oh, you know, (laughs) if we'd known that maybe it wouldn't have been a match. Exactly. You're like, no, this is not a dad's horse. This is a, this is a kid in a program's horse, you know, uh, and and things like that and like yeah just su- be super upfront with exactly what you're looking for because i've had people that have contacted me looking for looking like they want to look at this one horse and i'm like well tell me more about yourself and i'm like actually this horse wouldn't be suitable but i have another one in the barn you know same price point does this this and this um you know come look at that one okay you can look at the other one too because that's the one you want to look at but sit on this one too while you're here and um or i know of another horse down the road that you can go try while you're while you're in the area um so be be super upfront also when you're trying the horse like on the trials i when i go try horses for myself or i have a client or i'm when i'm selling a horse i would love i love being super upfront if you don't like the horse it's okay because not every horse is for every person. So if you're riding around, like, don't, I mean, like, yeah, keep riding for a little bit. See if, like, it, it you know, maybe it's a horse that's one shoe size too big, but it's going to fit in your program. And and maybe you'll start to feel a little bit more comfortable. But, like, if it's really not going okay, stop. Don't waste yeah. my horse. Yeah. It has only so many jumps in him exactly. so many times around the sandbox. Exactly. So, like, you know, it, or, you know, like, hey, this, like, I wanted a forward horse. And what I think is a forward horse is maybe I can still put my leg on, but you think that you, you don't want to put your leg on at all. You want to run away. Then this horse actually isn't for you, you know? So, yeah, okay, get off the horse and just say thank you. Like, you know. And people respect that. People love that. 100%. There is no, like, I think some people feel like, oh, well, we're here and we flew here and we need to give the horse, you know, a solid 40 minutes to evaluate. Like you kind of know, like you're saying a shoe size, you're like, this doesn't fit. You can yep. tell. And and sometimes you can't, sometimes you do need to evaluate a little bit longer, but people respect that. And it's certainly not a rude thing and you're not going to get a bad reputation by getting on and off. I don't mind that at all. Hey, be sure. honest. When we're dating, we know in the first five minutes of the first <laughs> right? date it's too, don't like you that, really? <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. Like this is like Tinder, like left swipe, right swipe, like <laughs> go on to the next. It's not a match. <laughs> well, when I was, I went horse shopping a couple years ago in Ireland and I had so many horses to get through. Like I literally kept a notebook because I couldn't keep up with, with the amount of horses I was looking at. And so I would just write down the barn that I was at and like, like bay horse, like, you know, yeah, like exactly. And then like just little bullet points really quick. And the agent I use that drove me around, she was like, okay, right. When you get out, like if you don't like the horse, like at this one barn, because he literally, uh, shockingly, all the horses were in my price point. And and so he like brought 20 horses out and they would literally trot out of the barn and I'd like watch them go. And she's like, if you don't like them, send them back. So I'd be like, yeah, no, don't get on. yes, no, I'll get on that one. I'm I was so picky. She even she was like, OK, maybe you give a little bit more time before you say no. I was like, send it back. Don't want that one. Yeah. And then they were like surprised when I was like, I'll sit on that one. They're like, oh, my God, she's going to get on a horse. <laughs> but that's how I am, too, though. I don't I just have knowing how it is on the other end. Like, OK, yeah, you prep the horse or you know, brushed him, groomed him, lunged him, whatever you had to do. But still, the the horses have they they get worked plenty hard. Yep. Uh, these performance horses, show horses. There's no reason to ride them longer, harder. A hundred percent. And even on the flip side, like I deal with a lot of young horses. Like they only have so much time under the brain. Like, yeah. So like. Uh, we're, we've we've got maybe like 15 minutes so yeah. let's uh and then they're irritable and then <laughs> yeah. they're you know rowing the trial themselves and you're like this is a good home and they're like, i don't care it's gonna be dinner time soon exactly i'm hungry <laughs> yeah you're ruining your life <laughs> make good choices yeah. <laughs> they're like kids i know you can't it takes them a while to get exactly. through the program oh I think we need to have you come back on the show and we're gonna talk all about your breeding and pick your brain Definitely. a little bit about that because I think the listeners want to listen to you more and I I have more questions, but we're running out of time. Yay, so. I had fun. We got to do it again. I was thinking the same thing. Oh my I know God. this is like a one-off. We were surprising Glenn and Jen, but you know. I think we, we need to kind of make it semi-regular. Yeah. Um, so, because I now have a new best friend and she lives in Wellington. And I know. <laughs> I know so, we're two peas in a pod, totally. Where can listeners find you? Uh, mostly y'all can find me on Facebook, Emily Wood, and I do stay active. I post a lot about my breeding and the horses that I have, different agenting sales, things that are for sale. That's probably the best place. Um, my website is ecequestrianco.com for the clothing line. But if you want to talk horses, uh, Facebook and again, I do agent. So if you need help and I agent all over the country, I myself do not generally leave Wellington because of my health currently, but I know people everywhere and I She's can got help the you. hookup. <laughs> I do. I got the hookup. I pick up that phone and boy, oh boy, you know how hard it is. And you got to get all the videos and all the questions. Blah, 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 I don't know. know that it's hard for you. I think you can strike up a conversation <laughs> with anyone. Yeah, that's not a problem. <laughs> it's just managing all of the information though. You yes. know what I mean? Like ah, connecting all the dots, oh my but I, I, I enjoy it. And I'm very fortunate that I was able to fall back into it because I would have otherwise been kind of isolated and unplugged from now, her. Now, let's tell Kale a little secret here. Um, uh, I was Which very one? happy 
that <laughs> she had to get out of riding horses because she was getting oh, hurt God. on a very regular basis. I and, know, but I was getting sick. You know, you know and but she, that. yeah, no, you were getting hurt on a regular basis, and right. I kept Very telling right. her you need to get out of riding these crazy horses and go to <laughs> doing what she is doing now. It's just you know a little illness took her out of the picture and made her do this, and I am yeah, so ha- I'm not happy you were sick, no. but I'm happy Remember it forced you, you to stop breaking things. Time? I know, and that was like the rodeo because I ride and break baby horses and so then people are like oh and she's a girl so it doesn't look like she's like manhandling them and so my phone would ring off the hook like this one's bucking the kids off can you ride this one this one's standing up ride this one and so i was well, like guess what it bucked her off too so there's <laughs> I, know. Exactly. I was doing the tour she's like Wellington. shocking it bucks everybody off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody not just off. the kid Oh, my gosh. And, I know. And so that is good. Auditors, hang on, because Emily's going to talk in the post show a little bit about the, the bizarre treatment she's been receiving. <laughs> zappy, zappy. <laughs> well, thank you, Kayla. Well, thank you. All right. Where can they find you and Selkuth and um, all of that? Selkuth. Well, we are now in Ocala, Florida. Um, not that that applies, because on social media, you can go to Selkuth Sport Horses, Um my personal page, I update a little bit more. That's Kayla Benny, B-E-N-N-E-Y. And um, you can selkusporthorses.com. I'm on TikTok. Um, I make some pretty funny TikToks. I know, Glenn, you don't you like do. it. But it, they're, I, think I they're find funny. myself hilarious. So. <laughs> I, think you're funny too. I like the taser one. Remember, everybody, to tune in tomorrow. Jamie and I will be back. And we'll be doing some really bad ads. So get your ads into jenniferhorseradionetwork.com. Also, it's our Halloween episode. So we have, we worked with Horse Nation. You guys wrote some Halloween stories. We'll be reading a couple of those. Uh, and uh, talking a little Halloween tomorrow. So thank you, Kayla. Awesome. Remember to pat your horse after every ride. <laughs> <laughs>